Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. What up? We are halfway through Jason Dumas, FP Santangelo, filling in for Steiny and Guru on this Friday afternoon. Last Friday of the year, FP. How, how was your 2023? It was amazing. Yeah? Yeah. I, I hate when people around New Year's say, like, I can't wait for 2024. I had a great year. Because even if you didn't have a good year, there's so much to take out of a year, period. And to say, like, 2023 sucked or I can't wait for the new year. Like, even if you had a tough 2023, you grow from it, you learn from it. And then you're hoping that the mistakes you made or the stuff and the trials and tribulations you went through in a year, you take the value out of that year. And what did you learn from that year and go to the next year? But like, I, I hate, I cringe when I hear people say like, oh, I can't wait to 2024. Like, I just want 2023 to be over with. Like, why? I wholeheartedly agree. And I feel the same way. I had a great year personally, career-wise, you know, I'm still employed, making money. It was a good year, you know, and seems like you've had a good year too. Now. Well, I got laid off, but I I, I, I chose to focus on the positive, man. Right. I got back in the booth with the Giants. Yeah, I have a wonderful family that I'm around now. I'm not on the East Coast. There's so many positives to take out of the year, and and maybe even getting laid off is a positive because you never know what other doors are going to open up and where you're going to end up. Just like what Dusty was saying in the interview about like he didn't know he was going to manage the Houston Astros. He was out of baseball. Uh, the Nationals had to fire him after winning 96 games and winning the division, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting at home, and all of a sudden, here come the, the the Astros, and now he's a world champ, and that was something that eluded him his whole life. Like The postseason and Dusty Baker were not friends until he won with the Houston Astros. You just never, never know. Now, we're about to talk about a guy who you would think had a great year, won an NBA championship, you know, became one of the most recognizable athletes on the planet. But he sounds a bit like a curmudgeon. Let's hear from Nikola Jokic on just being a famous NBA basketball millionaire. Yes, I mean, I really don't like this life because uh, on the end of the day, we are just basketball players, you know, so we are just good at what we are doing. Being famous, I think some people like it. Uh some people don't. I really, when I finish my career, I really wish nobody knows me. And I will wish my kid or kids in the future, who knows, uh, really remember me as a dad, not as a basketball player, you know. I'm going to say that's going to be my goal in life. 
just to be to live in the in the in the moment go drink with your buddy or go yeah. have lunch or go play with the kids or go drive horses and nobody's gonna make a big deal of that and uh, just feel sad when whenever you go to the bar restaurant um, some game people are just taking the phones and out and uh, trying to record you i think that's really i'm gonna say rude yeah you know, it's not that i'm showing myself i'm just yeah, who I am. Living your life. You know. a lot to unpack there. your thoughts go look i understand the phone thing i get it like taking out your phone and filming someone constantly probably is annoying it's probably annoying. I worked in a very small market in Hagerstown, Maryland at one point in my career. It was weird. I would go places and then I would open up Twitter and I would have a picture of myself at the bar or with someone else. And it's like, oh, I saw Jason Dumas at this bar. He's drinking this. Like, I thought he was supposed to. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. That's why you go vodka soda. It looks like water. Smart. Now, Always. and I couldn't. It's the main reason why I drink it. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Nikola Jokic and the attention he gets but at the same time it's like what they say with great power comes great responsibility you play a game for a living you make seven figures shoot you make like nine figures a lot comes with that so you gotta pick one live a different life retire go go back go back to uh where your home country is where is Jokic Serbia go back to Serbia and I say that I'm not saying go back to go back to Serbia I'm not saying it in a negative way I'm saying if you don't like what comes with being an American basketball player and all that comes with it then pick another lifestyle it just comes with it so it's it, it's a whole lot of nothing to me you know like I, I get his sentiments I get he doesn't want people filming him constantly. I I get how he wants his kids to view him not as a basketball player, but just as a regular person. But guess what? You're not just a regular person. That's the reality of it. So here, a couple things come to mind, first of all, for me. English is his second language. So you always have to take that into account. We just assume everybody speaks perfect English. You're an American. Speak, speak our language and speak it perfectly. If I'm reading between the lines there initially, he's trying to say that he's no more important than anybody else. Like, he doesn't understand why people are doing this. But then when he says it's rude to... Like, th there's a general rule. Like, in, in, in along your lines in D.C., I would see people filming me from across the bar, and I would always walk up to him and say, hey, let's take a picture, dude. Don't video. Let's take a picture. And I would pose for pictures. You know, you're on TV. I'm nobody. But you're, when you're on TV six months out of the year every single day people recognize you so i would i didn't like the from afar and i would walk over and say come on let's take a picture dude like don't film me from across the bar it gave me the creeps and i do think mm -hmm. it's rude but like it, uh, yeah there there is some responsibility with being a professional athlete when you're out and about but a guy like him goes out dude you have your 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 tables roped off uh, I'm gonna name drop. Get the get the thing ready. Uh, I, I went down to L.A. Uh, for my birthday, yeah. and I'm sitting at a table with 12 people. I look to my left, and the champ Mike Tyson sitting right next wow. to me. Wow! So like, I'm going. It's my birthday. I'm here with a bunch of friends, and I'm telling them I'm gonna go meet Mike Tyson. So he's at this like circle, like a Denny's circ half circle booth, right? And he's with two two dudes. And finally, I get up enough courage, and I walk over to him, and I say, "Hey, champ." Uh, FP Santangelo just wants you to know that I'm a big fan. It's my birthday today. I just want to say I met you. Like I, I'm a big fan. And he was so nice. Right. And he was so accommodating. But there's rules, like unwritten rules. Like if they're eating, 
Don't bother him. Right. He wasn't eating. There was yeah. nothing on the table. So I looked for my opportunity and went over there. Um, I wasn't videoing him. Some people took pictures of us shaking hands, and I posted them, of course, because it's a champ. Just yeah, Mike yeah, Tyson. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Contextually, that makes sense. And they were like, whoa, you had you had like serious sack to go over there and like talk to Mike Tyson. Like, that, like my friends thought he was going to hurt me. I'm like, dude, it's Mike Tyson. He is so sweet and so kind. But like, there's rules. Like, You don't go up to somebody you recognize when they're eating. That, that, that'll piss anybody off. Kids, like, I'm too, put, right? Putting with food kids. in my mouth. This is my private time. But like a guy like Jokic probably... probably has i don't know a roped off table at a restaurant and it, it it's such a small window of fame it, say he plays 10 years like he's gonna walk down the street and hope that he gets recognized someday or wish that people we all want to be remembered right yeah just just want to be remembered and i think when you look at if you're watching hard knocks i keep referencing dan marino's around their practice all the time like he's always there because he wants to be remembered. He wants to remember the glory days. But you, like you see Jerry Rice before every game. Jerry Rice, a great example. He he loves it. He loves the attention. And I, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not saying in a good way or bad way. He he revels in it. If, if you had a really good point, you said if you don't like it, don't go out. Right. But then you can't be a hermit either. Not live your life. Um, but but it, it, can we play that again and, and just listen to it differently this time? With with the thought that maybe in the first part, at least I think, and it's, English is a second language, in the first part I think he's he's trying to say that he's not that important, he's just like everybody else. Yes, I mean, I really don't like this life uh, because uh, at the end of the day we are just basketball players, you know, so we are just good at what we are doing. Being famous, I think some people like it. Uh, some people don't. I really, when I finish my career, I really wish nobody knows me. And I will wish my kid or kids in the future, who knows, uh, really remember me as a dad, not as a basketball player, you know. I'm going to say that's going to be my goal in life, just to be, to live in the, in the, in the moment, go drink with your buddy or go yeah. have lunch or go play with the kids or go drive horses and nobody's going to make a big deal of that and uh, just feel sad when uh, whenever you go to the bar restaurant uh, some game people are just taking the phones and out and uh, trying to record you i think that's really i'm gonna say rude yeah you know, it's not that i'm showing myself i'm just yeah, I'm living your life. Here, you know. yeah i i think both of those things um, he makes some really good points in there. He just—is it a cultural thing too? Like a, a Serbian culture, a cultural Probably. thing that, that that fame isn't well, I what think they desire. He just plays back. He wanted, you know, he wanted to ride horses for a living competitively. Yeah, he loves the horses and horse racing. I think I think it's more an American culture thing. We we prop up celebrities and pro athletes like really high. And when I say we, I'm just talking collectively as a society. Uh, where probably in Serbia, it's probably like, oh, that's cool. Like, he's a pro soccer player or he's a pro this or hockey player. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, really high-level hockey out there. But uh, in America, it's like, I mean, look, like, people are famous just for being famous. Like, Kim Kardashian. Like, we, we come from a society where people, like, praise Kim Kardashian and, and influencers and pro athletes and celebrities and he comes into this culture and he's probably like what the hell like i just hoop man i just want to go out and eat how come i have just cell phone after cell phone after cell phone all in my face so i can see the disdain but my whole thing is 
he don't complain about the perks though. He don't complain about all that, like the the positives that come with it. Him never having to make a reservation, I bet, can go to any restaurant he wants and can get in whenever he wants. The money, the the favors, the perks. That's my whole thing. It's like, it's like when athletes complain about me- negative media attention, but it's like you're you love them cameras in your face when you're doing well. You only complain about the downside of it. Like you can't have it both ways, all or none. If not, shut up. That's just my my feelings on it. No, I, I agree, and, and that's a really good take. But the whole time you were talking, you know, I was thinking, this is how my mind works. <laughs> Jokic on a horse, like yeah. that, it would look like he's riding a little show pony around. There's no way that horse, there's there's no way that horse survives that guy on his back. Yeah, that's probably like how, it, 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 <laughs> that's probably why he he doesn't do it. It's it's funny. There's a. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid for the Sixers, he told a story once how, like, his coaches broke his heart. They're like, dude, you're too big to play soccer. Like, he, he soccer's all he played growing up. Really? Yeah, in the Cameroon. Like, that's that's their sport. And he was pretty good, but he kept growing. And he said his coach was eventually like, dude, like, this is not the sport for you. You should play something else. You're too big to be a pro soccer player. And he said he was. He started crying. So it, it, that's probably what happened with Jokic. They were probably like, "Can't you, you? You can't ride these horses anymore." You, you killed a horse you, yesterday. <laughs> you're going to kill him. You are seven foot, like three hundred pounds. <laughs> you will break this horse's spine. You broke the spine and all four legs, and we had to put it down. Well, it, and to your credit too, as English as a second language, I, I you hear in the the clip there that he says he's driving a horse. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of anyone driving a horse. Yeah, that's second language thing. No, you know, I think I think I could be wrong. I I, I think when uh, jockeys are riding, uh, oh, they call it driving. Driving, yeah, they do. Like in the Learn Kentucky Derby. Every day. Yeah, yeah. FP, you brought up a good point, and obviously you can speak to this, and I want our viewers to hear this too because our viewers, people on the Comcast Spinny text line, people on the YouTube chat, they need to hear this. What are the do's and don'ts? Of approaching athletes in public, oh, I ask, you, you mentioned the food. I would imagine probably when they're with their kids too, you should probably, probably you know, give them some space. But what are some of the do's and don'ts? One like if I you know say someone sees Steph Curry and his bodyguard, um, you know, walk in Union Square. At, like, what are the do's and don'ts? So the the new thing is, and I don't know how new it is. It's not autographs anymore. It's selfies, right? Yeah, or, or we, uses, we live in a digital era. No one cares about an autograph. No, they want get, a picture. You want to get a picture, so that's that's a lot sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes you're not in the mood for that. Right. Uh, yeah, and I would just, I would say, just kind of feel out the room. A, a lot of people are really aggressive, and I think humble, humble, humble always plays in any anything. Humble always plays. So if you're just like, hey, Steph, what's going on? And he waves, and sometimes that was good enough for me as a kid, just like getting close to players. Uh, but I, I, you know, when you when you shove like fourteen baseball cards in your face and say, "Could you please sign these?" and even if you're polite, it's like, "Bro, I can't sign all 14 I'll sign a couple. Um, so that yeah, the, don't ever go up in a restaurant when you see somebody and they're eating. Like time, timing is everything, man. Right. And just being polite and kind and not aggressive, because a lot of people are aggressive. And in their defense, and entitled, I think it's super a lot of nervous. Entitled. Like nervous makes you weird. Yeah. So, so some people get nervous to meet their superstars and their idols, and that brings out. Um, I don't know, kind of an aggressive, like, oh my God, oh my God. And you're just like, <laughs> I just think being chill and being polite and being kind, because I, I, I think at, at, at the end of the day, guys are always 
like to accommodate. Guys always like to be nice to... Because if you're mean to one fan, I used to say it on my old show, if you're mean to one caller, you lose like 100 listeners. If you're mean to one fan, they're going to go around and tell that story to everybody. Right. Like... I don't know. Jason's a jerk, man. I went up and asked for an autograph, and he's like, not right now. You could have signed 100 autographs. That's what we always used to say. Before the game, if we're signing autographs, we have to eventually go. We can't sit there and sign autographs all day. So when you eventually leave, there's somebody that doesn't get an autograph, and that person hates you for life. (laughs) And I've heard stories about he signed all these autographs. Somebody was telling me on my old show like that Bob Melvin signed a bunch of autographs for everybody, and then he finally had to go, and he was the next guy. And he's hated Bob Melvin ever since then. So you can't keep everybody happy all the time. You you try to appease everybody, but sometimes you just can't. Well, one th- one thing. First of all, when I'm recognized in person, it's not all that often, but when I do, I always try to make sure I tell them thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being a viewer. Like we appreciate your viewership because you know the ratings is what keep the lights on. Really, so yeah. You always got to tell people you appreciate them for watching, but. This resonated me with me when I was a young kid, uh, and to this day, he's still one of my favorite athletes because what because what he did uh, when I was a child. And it's funny I've, I've interviewed him as an adult now, and I told him that story, and you could tell it it, it stuck with him. Uh, when I was a kid, my friend, my friend's dad, my neighbor's dad had se- season tickets to the Phillies and the Flyers, so I'd go to a lot of Phillies and Flyers game. We went to a a Phillies game, and. I'm like middle school, maybe elementary school, probably like fourth, fifth grade at the time. And I'm with my friend and his dad. And we're like right behind home plate at a Phillies game. And I'm screaming out, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And my friend's dad stopped me. He goes, especially at my age, I'm I'm probably like 11 years old. Jimmy Rollins is an adult. He goes, Jason, would you call me Bill? And he's and I'm like, no, I'll call you Mr. Ron Miller. He's like, that's an adult, too. Just remember that. I know you meant well, but remember, this is adult. Try Mr. Rollins, Mr. Rollins, like treat him like you would treat me. He like, remember, he's a human, too. He's not just an athlete. It's good advice. And I was like, right. As soon as I said, Mr. Rollins, he turned around, threw me a ball over the net after he signed it. Uh, and I told him that story. And, you know, now I'm an adult, so I'm not going to go. I'm not going to fanboy over any athlete at this point just the nature of my job but i i do tell young kids that i'm like you know calling him steph but you wouldn't call your dad's friend by his first name just hey mr curry now is steph going to get offended because someone doesn't call mr curry no but i think it resonated with jimmy soon as he heard that mr rollins he turned around it was a little kid called him mr rollins uh so that's just we're on the topic of, of approaching athletes that always stuck with me my friend's dad telling me to call him mr rollins because he's an adult and you're a kid and 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 it resonated and we actually have some callers talking about meeting athletes let's talk to kurt in oakland he said he's met steph curry in person how was steph when you met him kurt hey guys thanks for taking my call of course he was good um, we didn't talk because he was on the phone and he would naturally turn away cause he didn't want to draw attention to himself. So when I saw him and I was walking by him and we both kind of looked at each other, I did the thing that he does after he makes a shot where he taps his chest and points the finger up oh, that's and then awesome. he did it back and then he did it back. We moved on, but yeah. I didn't approach him. I didn't, I didn't try to shake his hand or fist bump him or anything like that. Cause he was on the phone and the last thing I want to do is interrupt him. 
Dude, they're on the phone. Uh, you, you fell for the oldest trick in the book. The, the, <laughs> he wasn't the, talking to nobody. The on the phone trick. You just put your phone up like you're on it, and it gets you out of everything. That is so You just funny. walk through the crowd, and everyone's like, oh, he's on the phone. That's hilarious. Yeah, he wasn't on the phone, trust me. Even if he was talking, he wasn't on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, Steph's a vet. I couldn't imagine being his level of fame. I mean, I, I, I know his, his security guard pretty well, and uh, I've just heard stories, no bad or anything, but it's just his security guard is stressed out. Like, because you just have to be on your P's and Q's when you're with a guy named Steph Curry. Everybody wants to talk. Everyone wants a little piece of you. Even when, even at Chase Center, like before the game, when he goes in his pregame warmups, you got fans trying to come up on the sideline, take pictures. He is always like, nope, you can't go this close. You can't go this. And Steph is an amazing sport about it. Like I have seen him interact with fans for the last five years. He's so gracious with his time in the bowels of the arena for the people who have that type of access, taking pictures with their children, talking to people. It, he, he's amazing. But it, it's a full-time job in itself. So I commend anybody, Steph, LeBron, these guys. But it's cool to see the guys who understand that responsibility they have and the influence they have on young people and just the joy that they bring, not even just young people, anybody, and they take it on their chest. I do appreciate that. I appreciate Nicola's point of view and I can see it, but at the same time, I also appreciate LeBron's and Steph's point of view probably a little better. Yeah, there's certain responsibility that comes with being a superstar, but like you can't have the fame and fortune in the account. Like I'll, tra- I, I, I've I've had friends say like I, I would never want to be that famous that I can't go out grocery shopping. I'm like I would, because I my bank account would be doing well, right? And I could if you were my friend, we would just hang out at my house and I would have people over and I could help you out if I was that famous, like financially. I could help out my family. I could help out my kids. I could help out my friends. So I I. I would I I would love to be I would love to see what that's like. Yeah, you just got to look at both sides of the coin. Like like I said, oh, I would hate that fame and that level where I can't just do normal stuff. But you know what I would love to do? Just call someone and get the latest Kobe's whenever I want it. Right. Call someone. Hey, hey, I'm I'm going to Carbone. I'm going. I want to go to Carbone on Friday night, seven seven o'clock. What's Carbone? Oh, it's a, it's a really nice Italian restaurant. Where? It's, uh, it's in Vegas. Oh, there's a couple. Uh, there's one in Vegas, one in New York City. The one in Vegas is at Aria, the Aria Resort. It's really nice. Um, but it's just hard to get a reservation there. Really hard to get a reservation there. And it's just like, it's not hard for a celebrity. Hey, this guy wants to go to Carbone. Normal people have to like book it far far out i luckily knew somebody who helped me get a reservation with with my girl in vegas um and we went to carbone and Where's it was the cool bloop? There's a, yeah there it is wait what did you get what's so good about it tell me i'm a foodie dude i love oh, i spend way too much money that spice, i don't have at restaurants they're, they're spicy rigatoni is what they're known for what sausage uh they have good sauce they they have everything was good we deal got, parmesan yeah, we we I'm trying to so remember basic, what though, we ordered. I for, I can't remember what we ordered, but it was it was a good meal and it's it's uh it's pretty hard to get into for a reason. You said you're a foodie. You spent a lot of time in New York City. Have you been to the I've been seeing it everywhere on Instagram is apparently like one of the hardest reservations to get. So I'm going to make sure I get one next time on the East Coast. It's the Polo, the Polo store? No. 
Oh man, it looks really good. I'm gonna go to Rayo's. Where's that? R A O S. I don't even know how to say it. I get the sauce all the time, and it's an Italian place that you got to kind of be like a season ticket holder and have a table in the place. Like you own tables in the place. And apparently, like even Jeter used to call out there, and it would be hard for him to get a seat. A Rod's told me stories. Come on, where's the blue? I'm dropping names. Yeah, there's there's one in New York and one in uh, Hollywood. Yeah, in L A. Oh, there is. I did not know that. Oh, what, what, all right. I'm, what I'm talking about, okay. I just looked it up. It's called the Polo Bar. It's on East 55th Street in New York City. Um, really hard to get a reservation there, apparently. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make that happen. But this celebrities in there, shoulder to shoulder all the time. And I was looking at their Instagram. The food looks really good too. Yeah, just don't bother them while they're eating. You're yeah, good. right. I, I'm, you know, I'm, what, what do you think is the hardest reservation to get here in the Bay Area? I don't even know. I, I don't know either. There's nothing the level of like a New York or LA. You suddenly drop the Giants thing every once in a while just because it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> you can't just throw it out there like... No, you got to use you that gotta, card. You, you got to say it, it professionally. If you have it in your wallet, you got to use that card. Oh, the Giants told me this was a great place to eat. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you work for the Giants? Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, that's just that's the life of being a celebrity, Nicola. I mean, like I said, if you don't love it, you know, you know, there's always other ways of life you can take. So maybe trade it in. But we went on a tangent on celebrity lifestyles, one that I don't live. After the break, we're going to get back to the sports talk. It's Football Friday brought to you by First Five California to learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress. Go to first five. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. California.com. I see the promised land, fellas. I really do. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. It's Jason Dumas and F.P. Santangelo filling in for Steiny and Guru. It is Friday afternoon. Now, F.P. and I, we got into a conversation chatting about celebrities. Oh, we lost a call. I saw we had a caller on the line. He said he had, he drove Elon Musk in an Uber. That's crazy. Elon Musk is a, he's an interesting cat. Was it Tesla Uber? I would imagine. Can you imagine being so rich? You just shoot up rockets, and if they explode, you're like, oh, well, let's let's make another one. That is nuts, man. Well, look, we started this show talking about the Warriors. We got to get back to them. There's a whole lot going on with this Warriors team. A whole lot not going on, actually. The Warriors are, like, painfully boring to cover. 
this year. You know, I, I've, this is my sixth season covering the Warriors, and it's just not. It's, they've just been mediocre. So it's like. As a professional, when you cover a team, I guess the funnest teams to cover are obviously the teams that win. If a team's not winning, you at least want some great storylines. Haven't even really had great storylines. I mean, outside of Dre, but I don't want to cover cover Draymond getting suspended for hitting people and stuff. Like, that's it's not, like, enjoyable to me. Obviously, it's my job. I'm going to cover the story. I'm going to do it objectively. But it's just been a boring team to cover. And I know you were at the game last night, FP, crushing vodka sodas. Well, you, you said it was a boring game, kind of. Well, I mean, they're so good, and they came back against the Celtics that when they were down by 15 in the fourth, I'm thinking, okay, here they come. They're going to make a run. That's the NBA, right? They're going to make a run. And they never did. And kind of reiterating what I said at the top of the show, like Steph didn't look healthy to me. Like I'm not right. going to sit here and speculate or be an alarmist. I guess I did speculate, but like when you're when you're watching him run around to try to get open, when you're seeing him decelerate, he just was taking extra steps where he just didn't want to hit the brakes, and there wasn't a pep in his step or a bounce in his step. I, and there there might have been a little hitch in his giddy up at times last night. So I, I think that's. I mean, he's been the whole team. If Steph's not playing great, they're not going to win. It just it just that's the the way it is. Um, I like Brandon Pajemski a lot. Yeah. He's becoming one of my favorite players. I like he's a basketball player in every sense of the word. He's He plays offense. He plays defense. He dives. He, he knows where the ball is going to go on the rebound before it even goes there. He has great anticipation. I just love his game in general. But like last night, the, the comeback didn't happen. They went to step on the gas, and the gas wasn't there. The, the Heat were faster. They played faster. They were more athletic. They were up and down the court. They didn't miss shots. I looked up one time at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter. They were shooting like 61% from the field and like 32% or something from three-point line. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, I have no idea what's going on with these guys, but it, it's not the same. And we got into an interesting topic earlier, and I kind of want to get back to it. Like, Are you still enjoying watching this team? Right. Because it's one of the best brands, not in the NBA, but in the world. Yeah, in for sports, sports in general. They are. I think they're like the fourth most lucrative American sports franchise. You know, got the Yankees up there and the Dodgers, but they're right up there. We had a caller or somebody on the text line say that they don't have. You were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, maybe? it was yesterday. It was an amazing call. She was just like, I don't get the same joy that I got watching the Warriors. And a major part of that is Draymond Green and his antics and his constant arguing with officials and arguing with opponents is just it's off putting. And it made me think from that point of view. I, I rarely think from the point of view of a fan. So that's something to think about. You guys let us know. Call in. Do the Warriors still play a brand of basketball that brings you joy? Let's go to Reginald in Houston. He wants to talk about Mike Dunleavy and Jonathan Kaminga down in Houston, Texas. What's up, Reg? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, you brought a very interesting subject up that I just want to touch on briefly because I know a lot of other callers would like to call in mm -hmm. as far as joy is concerned. First, I want to start with Jonathan Kaminga. When you have a sense of entitlement and you come out complaining about minutes, he's using that same type of attitude and mentality that eventually got Jordan Poole shipped to Washington, D.C., and you talk about the joy. When I seen Steph and Clay sit on that bench yesterday after game, what I seen was disgust and just saying, you know what? Something needs to happen. Because at the end of the day, 
and I've said this for the last three years, the Warriors have always been a jump shooting team. But when those jump shots are not jump shots are not falling, you need an inside presence, and the Warriors don't have that. Lastly, Wiggins. I'm more disappointed. I'm more disappointed in Andrew Wiggins than anybody because when he had the issue last year and he took time away from the team, the organization and his teammates supported him. He came back in the camp this year out of basketball conditioning shape, and he played lackadaisical. Then he was kind of shocked. Not kind of. He was shocked that he got benched. Really? Lastly. <laughs> lastly. <laughs> lastly. The, the Warriors have tradable assets and future picks to make moves. And I'm going to put this out here. If you want to change the narrative, if you have an opportunity to get Pascal Siakam, whose contract is up, and there's no way Toronto is going to sit up here and let him walk out the door and get nothing in return, and you have the ability to go get him, if I'm will, if I have to give up Wiggins and give up Kaminga to get somebody like him, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Because what you're getting from Wiggins is inconsistent play. What you're getting from Kaminga, he's like a bull in a china shop. People say, "Oh, he's athletic. That's fine, be athletic." But where's your consistency at? Are you putting in the necessary time and effort to work on your overall game? And when he's not able to drive to the basket, he's inconsistent from shooting the ball from the perimeter. Winning breeds happiness. Winning breeds joy. You want the joy back with the Warriors? Mike Dunleavy. Get the memo. And I promise you this. Mike Dunleavy, unlike his predecessor, he's not going to sit on his rear end and not do anything to help this team win. Not if he wants to sit up and have the last three years of Steph Curry's career playing at an elevated elite level wasted. So be on the watch out for January and February because things are going to happen real drastic and very soon. I promise you. Thank you, Dude, Red. that was a great call. Top-tier call. That's it. Reg sounds Red. like someone you listen when, when he's talking. In, like in James Earl Jones. He sounded like James Earl Jones. Right? Dude, that was sick. What, that entitlement line about Kaminga, he sounded so disappointed in that kid. Oh, that was good stuff. Well, it's interesting, man. Like, you know, the war. it's hard to sustain winning as long as they did. So I want to preface all of my comments on that saying what the Warriors are attempting to do is hard. They've been winners for a decade now. They're trying to get their fifth ring. That puts them, when I say their fifth ring, I'm talking about Steph, Clay, Dre. That would put them in the same sentences as what, like Magic Johnson? Yeah, Magic Johnson has five and Kobe Bryant, five. Like, this is rare territory. So let's get that out there first and foremost. What they're trying to do ain't easy. But, man, it, it's been a trying year. And and that, that piece of video that we have on our Instagram page, go to Instagram, 95.7 The Game, it's interesting. It just shows the disgust. It shows the exhaustion that these guys have. They are in a tough spot right now. Now, Reginald sounded fed up. Let's hear from Mark and Milbray. He says he's still confident in the Warriors. Mark, what are your thought process? Tell us as you prep for this Warriors game on Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, to me, I disagree with you. I think it's still a joy uh, to watch this team for the most part, especially Steph Curry still impre- playing at an incredibly high level at this age, and he's still uh, one of the most watched most watched uh, athletes in any sport. And it's a it's a joy uh, to watch at Chase Center every night. And nobody, in probably in any sport, gets a crowd roaring like he does when he's locked in. Uh, last night was a stinker, but let's not forget they've been playing great basketball as of late. And that was their, what their first loss at Chase in what like nine games. So yeah. uh, give credit to the Heat; they played well. But I think what's re- reinvigorating this team is you think about the turmoil of this the horrible start they got off to the the, the Draymond nonsense once again the vets underperforming for the most part outside of Curry, and they're still been able to fight all that off. They they were on a hot win streak right now, and you're seeing the thing that's really getting Dub Nation is these young guys. Finally, Steve Kerr is going away from that nonsense of playing, not playing the young guys, and we're seeing that they're finally starting to hit on their young guys, and, and Podemski and Trey Saxon Davis has been a breakout stud for this team, and I love what that guy's doing. I think he should, eventually is going to take over for Looney uh, as a starter and move Looney to the bench, which Looney, we know, is an ultimate professional, and he'll understand that role because he's the ultimate team guy first. And Curry, if he can come off the bench, anybody on this roster can come off the bench, and he'll accept that role. But I just think overall, and Kaminga, so I know he was kind of last night was a stinker, but I think he's starting to shine. So all these young guys were were were. Think about all the draft picks the Warriors missed on, and now they're starting to hit on these guys like Pajemski and Trace Taskin Davis. I didn't think they would be as good as they are. And playing next to Curry, you seeing that he's gaining. They're gaining his confidence. I think the, the Dub Nation really has a now. Are they contending team? Uh, that's yet to be determined. But you look at the West outside of. Uh, Denver, really, we're seeing the young teams like uh, Timberwolves, OKC. I don't think anybody really scares them. If the Warriors in the playoffs, which I expect them to do, they can take out anybody. And I think Denver's probably the one matchup nightmare. But look at the teams that are down. I mean, the Lakers, they're not doing anything special. Phoenix has been a debacle, even though they are supposed to be the odds-on favorites coming out of the West. So, guys, I think we have a lot to be positive as where this team was and where they are now. And we finally got a future with young players. Isn't that what a lot of people have been bitching about constantly? We missed on all these young guys, and now it looks like they finally hit on picks. So, credit to Dunleaving crew, guys. I'll get your thoughts on that. Thanks for the time. Thank you for the call, Mark. And I do want to reiterate, I don't necessarily feel like I've lost joy watching the Warriors. I don't really watch the Warriors from that standpoint. I'm not a fan. I'm I, I'm an observer. I cover the team. I was just echoing the sentiments of some of our callers that we got yesterday who are fans who do watch the Warriors to bring that joy, and they don't see it anymore. But look, here's the thing. you We needed an optimistic caller because it's been doomsday the past couple of days for the Warriors. They're on a two-game losing streak. They lost to Denver on Christmas. They lose to the Miami Heat last night. No one played well last night. But this team was, they were one of eight teams remaining in the NBA last year. They lost a six-game series to the Lakers. Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole didn't really show up. Steph Curry was the only one who really did his job. A lot of strain on that. But we have seen that continue into this season. Outside of Steph, and even Steph has struggled the past three weeks. He's not the vintage Steph. He's not the MVP Steph we saw at the beginning of the season. But outside of Steph, outside of this last little three-week stretch, we don't know who is going to show up. 
That is mentally and physically taxing on Steph Curry, not knowing who is going to be his sidekick on a particular night. One night, Clay Thompson's hot. The next night is Jonathan Kaminga. Then it's Brandon Pajemski. Then it might be Andrew Wiggins. You just never know. There's no consistency. And I think that has been tiresome, not only to Steph Curry, but to the fan base. You can't count on Draymond Green, FP, to be there. You just can't. So... It's a problem that they're dealing with. And one thing about that one caller, I think it was Reggie two callers ago, Mike Dunleavy is not going to sit with his butt on his hands. I do think he will make moves. He made a move with Jordan Poole, bringing in Chris Paul. Whether you like that trade or not is kind of irrelevant to my point. He's going to do something. He comes from a basketball family. His dad was a coach in GM. His brother is a coach. They were built for this. Mike Dunleavy is going to make a move by that deadline. What do you think? Who are you going to trade? I said this yesterday. They have four tradable assets, in my opinion, realistically. Someone who they would realistically trade. Those four people, and I think it'll be a mix and match of these four guys. In no particular order. Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and who's the last guy? And Chris Paul. Those four, outside of that, I don't see them moving Clay Thompson. I don't see them moving Gary Payton the second. They love him, and also he's hurt. So what are you really going to get back? You got you, you got to give to get. Those are four players who you could get someone for if you mix and match, in my opinion. Uh, so it's going to be one of those four players are going to get traded, in my opinion. I really do. I don't want to sit here and come from a place where I'm chasing someone out of town. Uh, you know, it's, all four of those guys are, are good guys, and they, they've been here for a while. Draymond is way more complicated because of the emotional ties and what he's done for this franchise. He's going to have a statue one day, most likely. Does anybody want him? I, I th- Look, look, a team that is close, and I'm just – talking about teams that are close Milwaukee Boston shoot Phoenix although Kevin Durant would have to sign off on that I don't know if Kevin Durant wants to be a teammate with Draymond Green again after just the way they're they're friendly again and you know they have a fine relationship but being a teammate I I don't know if that's something Kevin Durant would sign off on um shoot there are teams that are close that I think Draymond Green could really help he can still really help the Warriors so I'm not like saying Draymond has to get dealt. I'm just saying those are the four guys, in my opinion, that I think could be attractive to teams because you got to give to get. We can't just say, "Hey, let's trade, let's trade Moses Moody and, and GP two and expect to get back a guy who is going to be a star." It's probably not going to happen. You got to give away some talent. It could be Jonathan Kaminga. He's very, very talented. So. I do think Mike Dunleavy will make some moves at the deadline. That was well said. I, 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 <laughs> the tough one to me is Kaminga. Like, if it, how long do you wait for a guy to develop? Right. Like, he has so much upside and he has superstar potential. But in my experiences, maybe the NBA is a little bit different. Like, you either you either are or you aren't. Like initially, right? Right. It didn't didn't take like any. 19-year-olds when you take it to the pat. Name me somebody that developed that, that came into the league at like 19. 
that develop. Yeah, usually if you come to the league at that point, you're you're, you're the guy. It, yeah, I mean, Kevin Garnett, Kobe. Well, Kobe took a, a little while to LeBron James, but we're talking about guys who are like once-in-a-lifetime players. Because he's the piece that would get you the most, in my opinion, because his Kaminga. upside is so high. Yeah, yeah he has I so agree. much talent. I agree. But then do you hang on to him, and does he come, become a superstar? Or... You use all the things that we don't know about with him. Is he, is he a badass behind the scenes? Is he busted his ass in practice? Is he never in the training room? Is he a good teammate? Does he stay in at night? Does he not go out a lot? Like, there's so many things that go into whether you keep a guy or not that we don't know about. Yeah. But, like, that would be the guy that you would get people for, like, good players for. What do you think you would get? And this is for the callers and the people on the text line and our YouTube live chat right now. What do you think a, a Andrew Wiggins CP CP three package w would get you? Wiggins is a guy who's been inconsistent this year, but again, a team that's kind of close to a championship, he can come in and help right away. He's been pretty good since he got moved to the bench. I think he's averaging about seventeen points per game since he got moved to the bench. He he's been solid, but for most of his career. We've known he's been a little underwhelming. He came in as like a can't miss prospect, highly touted coming into the NBA, coming out of Kansas. Uh, and aside from the year where the Warriors won the championship, he's left a lot of meat on the bone. He just has. And so we know who he is. And then we know who Chris Paul is. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think he's played all that bad this year for the Warriors. I actually think he's been pretty good. A lot of weird turnovers for him last it, night. It, yeah. He played he, sloppy last he night. He didn't play great last night, but no one did. But I worry about him in the closing lineup next to Steph and, and them guarding people. I do. So I don't know. What what do you think What do you think? Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul pairing could get you back in a trade. That's 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 my question. Uh, so it, it it'll be interesting to see. I know we got some time before we have to go to the break. Let's let's chat with Victor and Morgan Hill. He thinks the Warriors will play better. Victor, what's up, brother? Hello. Hey, Victor. Looks like Victor uh, has some connectivity issues. Victor, give us a call back. We'll go to Rich in Fremont. He believes the Warriors need to make a move. He thinks Mike Dunleavy needs to start working those phones. Hey, what's up, fellas? First of all, thanks for taking my call. Of course. And uh, by the way, you guys are doing a fantastic job. You know the first string ain't in there, but y'all, we can't tell y'all the second string. Great job. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, so my point to the other call that called in from Houston, he is spot on, okay? They need to go get somebody. If, if it ain't Pascal Siakam, I would even go as far as to go after Lori Marketing, okay? Because mm -hmm. what it is, it's like he said. He said, hey, you know, when they, when they, when them, when them jump shots ain't falling, man, they got no other, no other uh, type of weapon. And they need another weapon. They need an alternative because what do we know in sports? In sports, you always have to keep the defense guessing. And if you can't keep the defense guessing, the, guess, the defense is going to figure you out. And that's what's going on with the Warriors right now. These other teams have figured them out. They know where they're going to go to. They know they're going to take, take shots. They know the Slap Brothers. They got and so, really, it, 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 it's no brainer for Dunleavy. I wouldn't even waste any time. I would be on the phone with, you know, these owners of these, these, these uh, bigs that are open and ready to go and just try and scoop one up, man, because they need it. They need it now. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Rich and Fremont. People want Warriors to make some moves, and it makes sense because there's a logjam 
there's not enough minutes to go around for these guys who who want minutes. One day is Kaminga out of the rotation, and I think he should be playing. One day is Moody out of the rotation, and I think he should be playing. Gary Payton the second is coming back. He might come back tomorrow. I mean, he practiced. Uh, I know the Warriors practice. I got to check Twitter and see what some of the beat writers are talking about who are at practice today. Uh, we might have an update on GP2 to where to see whether he's practicing or not, uh, or not practicing to see whether he'll be available tomorrow night. Oh, look. Two minutes ago, this is why I love media nowadays. Two minutes ago, Kendra Andrews of ESPN, friend of mine, she tweeted, Gary Payton II is available to play tomorrow against the Mavericks. Steve Kerr says he'll be under a minute's restriction. So there we go. The Warriors get GP2 back tomorrow. That's just another key in the cog. How are you going to find these guys' minute? They have to consolidate this roster. But I am happy to see GP2 back. I'm glad that hamstring or calf, I think it was a calf, is better. And uh, he helps. He helps. But who does he take minutes from, FP? Is it Brandon Pajemski he takes no, minutes from? No, he's got to play. Brandon yeah, Pajemski's got to play. A lot of people have to play on this roster. That's an issue. Yeah, I don't know where his minutes come, but Steve Kerr's just searching right now, and whoever's going to play well and help them win games, they're going to get their minutes. They're going to earn their minutes, and I like that about Steve. Like he get, I've never seen a guy with four championships get more flack from a fan base. Right? I, oh, they, I feel they like are the, hard on Steve. It's hard on him, man, and I feel like he, you buy yourself a little bit of cushion there based on what you've accomplished and how recently it is. I mean, I moved back to San Francisco in May of '22, and I'm covering a parade in June. Like right. on Market Street, and that was just a couple minutes ago. And now, all of a sudden, he's forgot to coach. He's forgot how to coach. He got dumb overnight. Like, yeah. He's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the NBA right now. And he just gets criticized for rotations and this and who he plays and sticking with the veterans too long and not playing the rookies. And meanwhile, we just watch the games. He goes home and flip-flops at night when they don't win and doesn't sleep because that's his life. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Steve Kerr fan. I I'll never criticize him. I think that he's doing the best he can with what he's got right now. Warriors fans are a bit spoiled. That's something that I learned when I moved here. I just would see the discourse on social media, and I would hear some of our callers on, on the game. And I'm like, man, I grew up in Philly, bro. We we get one championship. We're happy for 20 years. You guys have three at the time when I came. You guys have won three in the past couple of years, and you guys are on Steve Kerr's head. So I guess that's a good and a bad thing. But it's hard what Steve Kerr has done. Give him some flack. We are we got an hour left, FP. Let's go. Let's rock on, it. Here on 95.7, the game, uh, filling in for Steiny and Guru. Hey, with – the new year right around the corner. Now is the best time to download the Odyssey app. You can listen to all four hours of Steiny and Guru, plus outstanding segments like The Morning Roast with Brian Baldinger or Willard, Willard and Dibs with Steve Kerr. You can get it all. Download that Odyssey app. We will be right back in a couple minutes. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>